Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to another amazing broadcast of the podcast, Banjo Laylees and Burritos. I'm Ryan Osmick. And I am Brad Grahowski. Today is May 5th, 2015, folks. This is episode number... Cinco de Mayo. Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo. That's right. Yep. We need to celebrate that. How are we going to celebrate that today? Tequila. Wow. (laughs) By the way, we (laughs) might have... Yeah, for those of you who are watching on... uh, on uh, Periscope, Periscope um, we we may or may not have multiple margaritas like in our hands right now, lined up around piles of margaritas to celebrate. Uh, episode number four, Brad. Again, we can't start off a new episode without saying, "I can't believe it's already been four weeks." I know it's incredible. Oh, it is. I remember way back a we, month ago, <laughs> and we have some breaking news. I don't think we announced this last time. I don't think mm-hmm. we had this available, but. Banjolele's and Burritos has gone international, has gone galactic. We are now on the iTunes directory. That's right. What, uh, is, what does that mean? I think that means that you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Ryan. Oh, that's fantastic. So you just <laughs> go to, on your phone, you just go to podcast app if you're using an iPhone. Or mm-hmm. if you're not using an iPhone, I don't know what you do. I don't know. Because I've never done that before. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm sure there's a way. Right. You can still, I, I, I think I you. imagine there's a way. Right. You can still, in somehow or another, listen to our podcast directly from iTunes, which is fantastic. Yeah. And, and it also means that we're officially a podcast. Yes, exactly. I don't think if, if you're not on iTunes, <laughs> right, right. you're just uh, some recorded stuff out there. Just into the, into the ether. One thing yeah. that I would, I would note that I learned is that. Um, the tools to make podcasts, to like mm-hmm. follow the XML requirements that iTunes has, mm-hmm. is is very difficult. There's not, I mean, technically, it's not complicated, but there's a lot of manual things you need to do. I can't believe there's not a burgeoning industry making this easier to do. Maybe it's going to change because I feel like podcasting's gotten a lot. Well, more now that you've now. identified that right. as an opportunity, a market opportunity, boom! Somebody, one of our millions of listeners, oh my gosh, right, will say, "Oh my god." Must be done. Think of it. <laughs> so where are we? So, All right. So uh, here we are. So uh, first, we we should open up the longtime listener mailbag. Can we do that? Okay. The, hold on. Let me get. All right. Thanks for getting that. Oh, jeez. Big. Okay. Opening up the uh, mailbag. This is uh, looking inside. I can't wait. The mailbag. Oh no. Oh no. What? It's empty. <laughs> what? It is empty. I'm turning it upside oh, down. Oh my god! It's being shaken. Turning and it there's nothing inside out, folks. This is a travesty. And well, the mailbag is empty. All right. Well, Man, come on, people. Seriously, and you guys all know that. Hook us up. We prefer get with us snail mail, but if you want to send us an email at ryan at picknet.net, p i c n e t dot net. <laughs> I like how we pretend we like snail mail, but never give an actual <laughs> address. <laughs> yeah, if you find a way to send us normal mail, you will get that five dollar burrito card we talked about in the last episode. How yeah. about that? Um, so, okay, nothing in long-time listener mail, bad. Um, we've got a short, kind of abbreviated podcast today, but that's okay because we've got a little bit of a different topic. For folks that are new to the show, what we cover here on uh, Banjo-Lilies and Burritos is a focus on how online marketers at different types of organizations can kind of best leverage today's modern tools. Yeah. But we wanted to change things a little bit today because on Thursday of last week, um, a gentleman named Elon Musk who is the CEO of a company called Tesla and SpaceX and SpaceX and like, I mean, he invented PayPal, right? He's done a few things. He's he's not, he's kind of kicked some things around. 
He, he, uh, he's not anybody's hero. Right. No, nobody thinks he's doing anything amazing. Uh, <laughs> quite the opposite. Uh, he gave what I think is a very powerful and fantastic keynote. Yeah, you can say that. I mean, so, right. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the keynote that he gave, what, last? So that'd be April 30th, 2015. Yeah. And it was, in the end, it was about their... Their wall battery. Right. Which called, is, what's it called again? It's called um, Powerwall. Powerwall. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't know if, I see you have some notes here. I'm probably going to go off the rails on you. Um, no, no, we should do that. Okay. All right. Uh, which is, I mean, it's batteries, right? right? Which doesn't, it sounds like such a simple thing. Like, right. whatever. I, I, I just imagine opening up one of those nice sleek boxes and seeing it filled with like rechargeable Duracell. Yes. Batteries that right. got at uh, Costco. <laughs> he's got a, a, a room full of engineers yes. filling up these Powerballs. And then he's like, $3,500. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's easy to um, th- not... Look, his speech, his keynote speech was awful. This right? is... Do, do you agree or not agree? I, 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 he, well, I think it was interesting. The man is no Steve Jobs. Let's just say that. So he's not maybe the the marketing showman. No, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how deep you want to get it, but I mean his 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 his. Uh, and nobody likes to. I shouldn't say that. A, a, lot, a lot. Many people are not comfortable speaking in front of people. Yeah, that, that's fair. Right. But the man has some means. I would <laughs> think he could hire. I I just felt like he was. He was in the the boardroom with eight. Of his engineers, kind of going like, "Hey guys, I, 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 uh, I think we should kind of do this, or maybe not, or we should." I just didn't feel like it was a very forceful speech. Okay, a very clear speech. And his suit, his jacket. Come on, man! Like I, I don't know. I like to wear suits. I like to wear three-piece suits. My suits are off the rack because I'm a man of human scale. <laughs> but he's He can afford. All of the bespoke suit. He could have a bespoke suit every day and throw it away. Yep. I, I, I felt like somebody probably said, "Dude, you need to wear a jacket." Before he went out on stage, and he said, "I don't, I don't have a jacket." And they gave him his, and it was like the bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but I did not to get so, but that, but that, and I think this is what you're, yeah, what you're, what you're excited about, right? Was the presentation wasn't good. He wasn't a good public speaker, but the. The thing that he was presenting was so revolutionary, and it seems simple at first. It's batteries that hang on a wall. But you couple the, the, the engineering of the batteries, the design of the batteries, with solar technology, and I, I, I don't think it's overstating it to say that it would be similar to the guy who discovered that he could start a fire. To the cave and standing mm. up and saying, "Guys, this is what we're going to be all going to be doing," and everyone was like, "This is cool," but I don't see how how that's going to happen. Uh-huh. Right? Or the guy with, who invented the steam engine, if he had stood up and gave a keynote on the internet and was like, "Steam engines, they're going to be running everything," and everyone was like us, like that's a cool idea, but I don't see how we're getting there. Uh-huh. And I, I think it's I think it's like those things didn't have this moment, but I think it's that. I think it's the keynote speech announcing the next fire or steam engine. And I, I know it's easy to think that's overstating it, but if 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 we could achieve his vision, man, 
Yeah. It, it would just be a whole different, literally whole different world. A so, whole different planet. So what you're talking about is a powerful vision, mm-hmm. a really great idea how to, to get to that vision, mm-hmm. and what felt like, seemed like, probably was a pretty sloppy way <laughs> to deliver it, maybe. Not so much the showmans of like maybe the Steve Jobs mm-hmm. of the world, but equally, if not more, powerful in yeah. the impact and, and, I think it's going to have. And I think, and you know, you're either, I don't know, if you're not a Steve Jobs level charismatic speaker and you try to be, it could fail more. Where right. he, at least he seemed sincere. Right. At least he seemed right. like... Uh, he, he was there. It was just him and his idea. Right. And th- there's something very attractive, very interesting about that, I think. So what I think is, you know, people are probably asking themselves, why have we spent five minutes talking about this already? And I think that it really comes down to what a lot of us in kind of the, the nonprofit world or the online um, kind of online advocacy uh, movement feel. And that is sometimes the, the things that we're talking about uh, might not be as sexy as, say, the... Uh, the iWatch, the Apple Watch. How many? I mean, how many people do you think watch that keynote? Probably millions of people, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been four days, five days now since the Tesla one, and from the Tesla YouTube account, that keynote this morning had ninety thousand yeah. <laughs> visitors. Like, which nothing. is weird because <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not as sexy. I don't know. Is a new Apple product, but it's way more important. It's way more. Um, Revolutionary. Okay. I mean, right? No, I agree. agree? Yeah. No, no, I totally agree. iWatch is a cool new gadget. Right. That I may or may not want. (laughs) Right. Uh, But it will be powered by your Tesla Energy Powerwall, though. (laughs) I mean, I just, I just, I can't see how, if, if his vision were to be realized, the only thing I'm concerned of, you know, when he held up, he showed the map. Right, and there's a whole United States. Right, and there was like he said, all all of the solar panels to to power the entire country would fit in this blue square. Yep, but that blue square was in like the north, like the north stovepipe part of Texas. How are those people going to feel? Yep, and they're they're going to have to move. (laughs) Right, if you put all the solar panels right there, right there, we'll definitely make sure there's a link in the show notes to the video. Everybody who's listening, obviously, will need to to watch it. But I think there's five things that we can learn from it. I want to get your feedback okay. on this because I've been thinking about this over the weekend and I saw it. I watched it like two, maybe two and a half times. Yeah. And it's, it's entertaining in, in, in that you're watching this man barely get his thoughts out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm being, being hard. No, well, let's, let's, let's get into this because I All think right, it's going right. to be – it's powerful for folks of what I think the, yeah. the momentum was. With it. So first was the authenticity of it. Uh-huh. This wasn't just like – the chief marketer. This was a. This is the guy that I'm pretty sure is the guy who's leading on the inventing of these. This is like the the head scientist, yeah, essentially. of like everything that's changing the world of technology right now. I mean, right. and that's not an exaggeration from the the uh, 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 public owned rockets. I mean, the the, the, the privately owned yep. rocket company to the what is that super tube that's shoot going to shoot people from coast to coast in 30 seconds. Love it. To the this battery thing to uh uh to electric vehicle. I mean, this guy he's like um he's like some like science fiction, like this this Tomorrowland movie that's coming out with all these visionary. I mean, 
It was him, though. It was him on stage. It wasn't yeah, somebody else and speaking exactly. in his Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy who's doing, I mean, he's right. just blowing all of our minds, not just in one thing. Right. And, and that's, but all of these different categories. And there he is on stage uh, explaining this one piece of it. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I think that that, but that authenticity, I think yeah. that's the way it makes you feel. You didn't yeah. feel like there was an intermediary. Yeah. The directness of it, it really it, Or worked. like he was being slick or... Yep. Yep. commercialized or polished it was just him umming and eyeing and yep and they, his the people in the audience who i assume were i don't know if it was media or or, or staff from tesla were like interrupting and were th- shouting yes steve yes. jobs would have had them shot for right. that right <laughs> how thought, dare what? you but no he was cool and that was all part of it uh the second item was the way he was able to to simplify things so he took what i think a lot of people think is a very complex kind of I don't know, thing to deal with, which is energy, the energy crisis we have, global warming, everything. And was really able to make it as simple. He made it as simple as, like, he, like you said, he boiled it down to two colored squares, a blue square, and then inside the blue square was a red square. Maybe that's vice versa. Simply saying that if we wanted to be able to say how many solar panels we needed out there, it could fit in the very northern part of Texas. Yeah. And if we needed to be able to show how many batteries we need to then capture all that energy, it's one pixel mm-hmm. within that entire larger square, which I thought like the simplifying of it made it so that it was something that um, I think people really understood, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and it made it look very achievable. Yeah. 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 The third thing that I liked about it from a marketing perspective is just it was it was raw. Like you were saying, it wasn't overproduced. There's mm-hmm. people in the audience that are kind of shouting, well, Maybe not shouting back at him, but cheering him on. Yeah. He's having a very quick little banter. Jokey comments up to the stage. Yep, exactly. I think that that rawness made it feel like, you know, in 2015, again, it wasn't overproduced. There was, you know, it connected back to the authenticity of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was really memorable. I mean, I think it was memorable in the way he delivered it. I think an oversized suit was actually fantastic because we remembered. <laughs> However, do you, uh, yeah. And, and that makes me wonder, maybe he's like, okay, this suit fits me perfect. Not going to work. <laughs> back, to the, back to the rack. <laughs> Add a little bit to the shoulders so it bunches up. <laughs> then then it won't look quite so polished. Maybe, uh, maybe the whole thing was, maybe he's like this public speaking mastermind. Yes. That he knows just the right level of uncomfortableness to show on stage. Right. <laughs> I, I, I like that right after he was done, I, I think he was still saying his last words when he started walking yeah. immediately off stage. Yeah. Like, those things, <laughs> they make it, like, very memorable. It yeah. is definitely an experience that was I thought was great. And the last item here um, is that he took this complex topic. He was very authentic and raw with it. He made it memorable by doing a lot of number of things. But it was also really shareable. I mean, these the way he delivered it taking something that was so complex and being able to say, this is a wall battery. Mm-hmm. Like, we can get that. You just described it as, like, a box that has hundreds of little Duracell batteries mm-hmm. inside of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that, um, that ability to take something that was complex and to make it something that's easy and memorable and that we could share it, along with, of course, being a fantastic idea, mm-hmm. um, I-, I think there's some good good lessons there that we could be we can be taking from that. I, I think so, too. And I, I think... Uh, and I see what you're doing here with your bullet points that you've got. Because it really does come back around to uh, how most of most nonprofits really could or, or should be um, spreading the word about their mission or, or, or um, sharing their goals. Or I mean, it, 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 it's not always about uh, the slick, perfect 
you know, brochures and da da da. Oftentimes it's just about the heart and it's about the spirit of what you're doing and the passion you have behind it. And um, so you kind of tricked us into like bringing this back around. <laughs> I see what you did to to marketing for nonprofits. I mean, that, that really, not that Tesla is by any stretch of the imagination a nonprofit. Fair enough. But uh, I, no, I think the, I think it, all right, I, I agree. I think it's a good I think the things that we're seeing all the time in the Soapbox Engage world is uh, organizations that are oftentimes, um, they're looking for a way to communicate their message through some sort of a, a perfect solution that sometimes feels like it can it can almost be overproduced, like they're trying too hard. And oftentimes, finding a way to get as much out of the way between the rawness of their message, their mission, what they're trying to do, and delivering that to folks that care about what they're doing mm-hmm. is kind of where we need to go. And I think that... Uh, Mr. Mr. Musk, in, in his way of delivering a very raw but memorable presentation, I just think that that, uh, that serves to tell us that uh, not everybody needs to be kind of uh, the, the show person out there. To True, and, the and if you're up against budgetary constraints, you're, you're going up for grants or you're presenting for grants or applying for grants. Maybe. Yep. Just as an example, um, and you, you have budgetary constraints that don't allow you to have all the flashiest presentation material. You can, if you've got a great message and a, uh, and your heart is really in the right place. Yeah, it's awesome. So, or if you're appealing to to, to uh, donors, make it authentic, make it simple, be raw and, and connect directly with your audience. Uh, make it memorable. You don't always have to wear oversized suits. Not to if do you that. have a monkey. Not if you have a monkey. If you have a monkey, you don't need an oversized. Right. suit. you will be memorable if you have a monkey. Right. Always, uh, always have a monkey, if possible. And always have something to share. Probably not the, the monkey, but... <laughs> don't want to share the monkey. Don't share the monkey. Um, awesome. Well, I think that right. that, uh, that delivered that. And do you have a Banjalili tip of the week, Brad, to close uh, this out here? Just, uh, just to, to mention briefly why Banjalilis exist in the first place. Please. Uh, so, uh, ukulele, at the turn of the last century, the early 1900s, Right, ukuleles were very, very popular. We 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 tend to not think that that was true. Um, they've sort of been erased from history. But in the, the vaudeville era, uh, ukuleles were very, very prominent, uh, especially live performance. Um, I think more so than pianos. Guitars weren't a thing yet. Um, I mean, they were invented, but they weren't a, a popular music thing. And uh, ukuleles were easy to play. They have a fun sound easy to carry around and, and get on and off of stage. But a, a ukulele is quite small, and it doesn't have a lot of volume. Mm. And so uh, in the early 1900s, there's some debate, 1910 to 1915 era, somebody said, hey, banjo, uh, you, uh, banjos are loud, and ukuleles are fun, and banjo, banjos were much, much more important then as well. Um, so somebody said, let's make a smaller banjo, tune it like a ukulele, Boom, we have an instrument I know how to play as a ukulele player, but it's got a lot more volume uh-huh. and a much more, um, a much different sort of personality and sound. And so the, the banjo lele became very popular as well through the, the 20s and the 30s and um, in, in early uh, early sound films and comedians in, in uh, vaudeville. When is your book coming out on Amazon? <laughs> Do you have a pitch for that yet, or is, there, or is that still pending? No, there's no book. Oh, there man. There's no book. 
Um, thanks for the Banjo-Lily update mm-hmm. and for your burrito update. For all you yeah. in California, if you find yourself near Lake Tahoe, California, specifically in Truckee, California, I want you to get off a Donner Pass Road. I want you to turn left, go over the overpass, go about a half a mile, stop at Tacos Jalisco's. Brad, now you tell me this now, but we I have been there. Yes, with you, and I, we did not. There was no Taco Jalisco stop in when we were there. So I, I'm a little disappointed. I I know. Well, so this we were kind of rushed when we went there the last time with the team. This next time we're going to make it happen because I got to tell you, pretty much outside San Francisco on the West Coast, I think it's some of the best burritos. Right, around. What is it? Taco Tacos Jaliscos. What does Jaliscos mean? I think it's a name. Well, yeah, it's we should know player. it's Cinco de Mayo. We should be. Should know, know. We should do our research. <laughs> we should have had a special uh, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah, something. Yeah, you know, for the burritos. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll celebrate with. Uh, we. You know margaritas. what. Every day. Yes. Is Cinco de Mayo and Banjolilis and burritos. All right. That is. <laughs> I've got nothing more to add. I think that's the best <laughs> that's way to end it. All right. Brad, thank you so much. Yeah. It's the mailbag, how, are we, how am I going to send you an email? I would recommend sending emails to ryan at picnet.net, P-I-C-N-E-T dot net. Fill up that listener mailbag for us. Yep, still empty. Come on, guys. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Brad. And signing off. Adios.